God, Jesus, fuck, who are you? <laughs> That's Craig. <laughs> you gotta warn a motherfucker next time. God damn. Yeah, he's pretty He's pretty loud. Craig, knock it off. You be nice to me, Craig. Shush. To listen. Friendship. Entertainment. everybody i'm mario b of cinema 7 with me is my good friend george gleich we call him beer money for uh there's a whole story behind it it's probably on another podcast episode with with george if you wanted to go listen uh and and hear why we gave him the nickname beer money now george is on today because george has a band locally here in virginia beach norfolk and uh, they've played in Richmond, Virginia, too. And I wanted to talk to George about the band that he's in and the music that they play, because as an outsider looking in, as one of his friends since middle school, high school, I've only known of the you know the other bands he's played in. I've, I've known the music he likes and things like that, but I've never dove deep into George's brain about where his musical inspiration comes from and and shit like that. So we're going to talk about it and hopefully we get some good conversations out of out of this or hopefully I'm I ask some good questions that get you uh talking real deep. Uh, the only bad question is the one not asked. <laughs> George, did you know the last time you were on the podcast was 3 years ago? Jesus Christ, has it been that long? Yeah. It's what been what did we long. even talk about? Because I, I was changing, uh, I was messing with the logos and stuff, messing with them. So we did Castlevania. I made a special logo for each time you came on. So it's a, it's Castlevania. I, I know you did I know you did one for Infinity War. We don't talk about Infinity War. <laughs> we don't talk about that. Yeah, I have to go back. I have to go back and look at them all. But you're back. You're back on the podcast again. So here I am. I wish I wish I could have had you on more because you have such a different opinion than the rest of us. <laughs> sometimes that I feel like you bring. Uh, I don't want to say unique, but in a way, you bring your own style to to the things we talk about. That you know, perspectives. There we go. You bring perspective to the topics we talk about, the movies and, and all those things that I don't think the rest of us uh, even think of or get to say. So I wish I could have had you mm. on more. Well, I'm only a phone call away, you know. Yes, I know. So the first thing I'm going to ask you, George, because we mostly talk about movies What's uh what's one of your favorite movies in the last three years? The last three years? God yeah, damn. I mean you haven't been on the podcast for three years. So what's one of your favorite movies you've seen in the last three years? You know, the Is that the track too tough record, of a question? No, it's just the track record of um 
like big screen movies has been so shitty these past years that I just haven't really taken the time to go out and like watch them. And those few that I have seen, I've just been like mediocre yeah. at best. And and then like most recently I went to see the uh, Jurassic World Dominion, which was kind of like a huge letdown because yeah, they, they just had too much going on. I don't want to get too deep into that, but we'll, we'll just say there's too many plots trying to do too many things. And it was a lot of things that did too. It did too many things. We'll just say that. Yeah, that that's, that's pretty, pretty good way to put it. Did Aaron like it? <laughs> she has the same opinion. I do. Well, that's good because all three of us have the same opinion. <laughs> I will say I did actually quite enjoy The Northman. Oh, did you finally watch it? Yeah, me and Aaron watched it a while back. And like I was a little skeptical at first because, you know, I'm, I'm big into history. And if something is going to be portraying a uh, historical like thing... I expect a, at least some amount of accuracy to the time period. With what I saw in that movie, everything was very well thought out, well planned, and it was um, like all the costumes were on point. The the way they portrayed the berserkers was even it was interesting, to say the least. Um, because there's been no real like written record other than um, a couple of nods here and there in the sagas throughout history. And I think mm -hmm. the interpretation of what the berserkers were was very well put into put onto the screen and well articulated. Overall, I think it was a uh, visually stunning movie. The plot simple to the point i also looked into it a little bit and it's actually following a saga from uh, norse mythology so i thought that was pretty cool so just your classic viking tale of revenge it was uh the cinematography was was really good and uh, something like that i don't know but I, it probably would have been my top 10 just because of how visually uh appealing it was so we're here to talk about your band, though, and you have been in this band, I want to say, a little over a year now? Uh, it, I've actually been jamming with Kenny, our guitar player, for, shit, like two, three years now? Oh, oh wow. There's a whole story behind this. Um, I'll, I'll give you the Sparknotes version, kind of. So... I was friends with this guy, uh, Jonathan Richards. Mm -hmm. He uh, heard through the grapevine that I played bass. And he was like, oh, well, we should start a band together. And I'm like, sure, why not? I ain't got nothing else going on. And that evolved into him looking for other musicians to join a band with. I wasn't really looking all that much because I didn't think I would have the time for a band plus Viking reenactment and everything else I had going on in my life at that point. But he got in touch with Kenny and another guy who I'm 
not going to name. Um, first, we, we went out and we, uh, well, we were supposed to go out. I was supposed to pick him up and he had to bail something about injuring himself. And I'm like, okay, sure, whatever. That's fair enough. Yeah. And then about a week later, I was supposed to pick him up and bring him out again. But he bailed again for something else. And he didn't tell me anything until I was already on my way to get him. And I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to go. So I went. I, I jammed with these guys. And at first, Kenny actually was skeptical. My guitar player now was very skeptical about having me in the band. But the other guy was like adamant about keeping me around. So I, I get the text two days later saying, hey, we're you're in the band. I'm like, cool. When do we practice? Like, when, where do I need to be? What, what, blah, blah, blah. And I've been jamming with Kenny ever since. The other guy ended up leaving to follow other pursuits. Mm-hmm. This was right about the time we found our, our drummer, um, John, John Shoemaker fantastic musician and that was when as day breaks which was the the original name of our band kind of separated and we became the eyeless that we are now uh that's e-y-l-i-s for anybody out there interested in looking us up uh we're on facebook we're working on getting out on spotify we have a youtube channel but we're waiting until we have some uh, music videos done up and all that, what have you. Now, how did you guys get to that name, and what does that name mean to mean to you guys in the band? Well, the name actually came from... Uh, th- we were just kind of spitballing ideas. It actually came from, like... Um, so you remember, you know my character Grimm? Yeah. With the role-playing thing. So yes. my uh, our first three songs actually follow a uh, from his like story. Like I I have a whole like thing thought up in my head. I haven't written it down yet, but there's just this thing I've pictured in my imagination that he's just this vigilante goes around Batman style, just kicking the shit out of people and for a metal band. So I, the other three members were all like, "Fuck yeah, let's do this." And I will say your your character is very creative and and uh, from being in that role play group with you and well all your characters were creative. Well, thank you, thank you. Um, You're welcome. The the band's name actually came from uh, like the next question from Kenny was, "Where is all this going to be taking place?" And I said, "Well, it's on an island in the middle of the ocean. Like there there is no real name to it. I wasn't going to give them like." the name Bastion or name from the other server where, where I also used Grimm as my character from there. He was like, well, why don't we call the Island, the Eyeless? And so we keep the name simple and everybody was like, yes, that that's, that's, that's our band name now. So, and now here we are today. How's it grown on you guys? Well, the idea behind it right now is instead of telling the story through Grimm's point of view, like most gimmicky bands do, mm-hmm. we're telling it from a uh, a witness's point of view. 
Okay, that's pretty cool. We we actually really want to get a, a cartoonist to kind of do up a cartoon where we mm-hmm. um, where it's literally the members of the band. Our first song, Testament, is um, about like us witnessing this this guy come out of nowhere and beat the shit out of somebody who just mugged some innocent little little old lady or something. And all this is happening while the four or five of us, depending on if we can find a bass player, um, more on that in a second, we were all just kind of like sitting in a basketball court smoking pot and this all this shit happens and we're all just like, what? That's how most great ideas come. Absolutely. You, you bet your ass little pot. <laughs> We were stoned out of our gourds when we came up with half of our fucking material. <laughs> I mean, the yeah, the best ideas. I mean, Albert Einstein was probably stoned out of his mind in a in an abandoned parking lot when he came up with the theory of relati- relatives. <laughs> <laughs> Got to keep it in the family. You Got to keep it in the family. <laughs> <laughs> but, so anyway, um. Yeah, that's that's about where the uh, the band name came from and uh, what our message is going to be. And uh, to the listeners, the uh, our Facebook page kind of gives just like a vague overview of what our music is about. It will be updated. I, I just have not gotten around to it. You're moving. It's understandable. So you guys have one song, technically, that I'm going to play at the end of the podcast here. And I just want to say I love the intro to this song because it's like Blade Runner noir esque, and it just feels like mysterious. Like it, it has that the Batman vibe to it. That much appreciated. I'm sure John would love to hear about that. John being our drummer, like it, it's a pretty good intro. I think it, it's one of the better intros. I don't know. It's very it's very creative because it. You, you know how I am with sci-fi and things like that. So it's, I just get that, that type of vibe with it. That, then we're doing something right. The name of the song is Breakout. It's um, actually the thir- third song we wrote together. Well, not together. Our uh, rhythm guitar, not rhythm guitarist, our second guitar player, um, Mark, is he helped us write our fifth, sixth and now seventh song our fourth one mark does have some influence over he um Mm -hmm. he helped write a couple or reorganize it a little bit and made it what it is today our first three are just me kenny and john mark does have several like uh like leads that he goes into and he's he does a fantastic job for coming in a uh, third party, just being a fresh ear and being like, Hey, this would sound great over it. And next thing you know, it's in the song. The song is called breakout. It is telling a story of Grimm actually having been captured in a part of the story that happened in our second song trapped. Uh, the, the breakout is obviously about his escape. Mm-hmm. And it's that one is actually told through his point of view because it would be hard for us to explain like 
we were in this bad guy's lair witnessing all this. It could be funny, sure, but we're not really going for funny. We want pe- people to be punching each other in the face in the pit while we're performing. <laughs> so. You were telling me the story of the, the last show you guys were at in, in Richmond and, and how well it went. And you oh, were like, yes. you're like, get the fuck up. <laughs> Never in my life have I thought that I would have the presence or the power to make people get up from the bar and come try to punch people, punch each other in the face. Start swinging. <laughs> they, they just came out swinging, bro. <laughs> Um, how many, how many shows have you guys played so far? Here's the shocking bit. We have played our most shows in the past, like three weeks. So let me see. We have the one at the riff house this past Sunday, Richmond Saturday, the Saturday before that one, there's two. The week before that we played in Hampton at the morgue. And then we did another one at Scandal. So I think we've only done six shows total. Do you guys have any more in the future right now? As of right now, we're trying to focus on finding a bass player. Which, um, okay. to shed a little light on that whole situation. When this project first started, I was playing the bass and doing the vocals at the same time. Which uh, seems very complicated if you ask me. It is ungodly difficult. Like, it is just not fun. Well, props to you, my friend, for uh, for doing it, though. Complicated things I tend to run from, so you you <laughs> going out there and doing that was uh, big props. I appreciate that. It, it's, it was a challenge. A challenge that has bested me, unfortunately. So, with that said, um, the it came down to a vote. It was either I stay on bass and give up vocals or I stick with vocals and give up the bass. The only reason we decided on going one either of those routes was because because of my split in focus, it was um I'm not going to say mediocre because we still killed it whenever we were on stage. It's just I am Better at doing one thing than I am trying to do two. Everybody else seemed to really enjoy what I brought to the table vocally, whereas, like, they all agree that I am. I'm a, I'm a good bass player. I, I, I would like to stay humble. That's how I've been raised. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm the best musician. Period. You've always been. You've always been hard on yourself, but. As a person who's not really playing music or have never played an instrument, I, I feel like you're good, but I'm also biased because I'm one of your best friends. So uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, true, but still, like, it's that still is no less of a compliment than coming from a stranger. Um, how did you? Uh, how did you find your way to metal, George? Because you, I mean, I, I feel like you've always liked metal, but. Was is there a was there a path to metal at all? Like Guns N' Roses, AC DC, just all those kind of like harder rock bands from his age from his yeah. age. What your dad was into, uh the music that he got you into. And 
like that's always stuck stuck in the back of my head. Like I, if I hear Crazy Train or Iron Man come on the radio, I'm like, I'm all about it. Like let's let's go, let's let's fucking go, because that has stuck with me, like so adhesively. It it kind of influenced how I how I like to perform when I was. I want to say like seven years old, my parents bought me a violin because I said I wanted to play a violin. They're like, sure, let's get him a violin. They regretted that decision immediately. (laughs) I never knew you played violin. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that was where I got my musical start was with the violin. Shortly thereafter, we actually moved down to Mississippi where my parents actually hired a college professor, a college music professor, to teach me how to play the violin. And my skill level just started to uh, climb on the violin. Uh, Fast forward two years later, we come back here to Virginia Beach, and I joined my middle school orchestra. I played the violin for them maybe... I don't know, a month. And the orchestra teacher uh, was saying, we, we don't have any cellists. We need somebody to play the cello or at hope, uh, preferably like two people. So I'm yeah. like, yeah, sure. Why not? I'll, I'll, I'll give it a try. So they gave me a cello. I never looked back. Uh, like I stuck to that cello, like, like ugly on an eight. I'm learning things about you. I never knew you played violin or a cello. Really? Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever talked to you about this before. Hmm. Because I remember standing in the circle in high school, and I would have my cello with me. See, I, I don't remember. It was that was a lifetime ago. I, almost, that was a yeah. whole another life. But I don't remember. I feel bad now that I don't remember. No, it's it's fine. I'm surprised I remember honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but. AKA I was your money. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. But anyway, uh, about uh, after like two years playing cello in the uh, middle school orchestra, I decided I wanted to give the bass guitar a try. So my parents, one Christmas, actually got me my first bass guitar, which was a Dean Playmate and a rather expensive, very nice um, Behringer practice amp for the bass like right off the bat i figured out how to play iron man that was the first song i ever played on the bass from there i stuck with the cello still and i dabbled with the bass guitar until high school when derek uh, another friend of ours caught wind that i played bass and he played guitar and we started our hard rock group by the name of what was it, Cosa Nosa, or something was like that, that. The first one? No, the first one was Concrete Shoes. We don't talk about Concrete Shoes. <laughs> okay. That we one turned into an, we go right to- it, it was an offspring cover band. That was all that was. I, I don't count yeah. that. <laughs> but now that's done with. Oh my god! Don't <laughs> no no. That that was still Cosa Nosa too. Yeah. Oh my. God. I that. Uh, but I'm going to see if Derek still has those recordings because uh, Derek, so our friend Derek, he 
he was a big into like ACDC and um, music like that. Like George just said, hard rock. And uh, what was uh, Freddie was the drummer. You were the bass. <laughs> Ayana at the time was in the band. What was she? Rhythm guitar. Yeah, that was, was Joey my... Hill on. Yeah, Joey Hill was singing. Yeah, I, I was dating Ayana at the time, so, but I never was around for the you guys practicing really much. But I did go to that first show when you guys. Pl- oh wait, she wasn't part of the band at that time. So, but she was she was a really good guitar player. Uh, I'm sure she still is. I haven't really kept tabs on her or kept in touch with her or anything like that. But uh-huh. that was kind of my first taste of, you know, being on stage, being like a rock star type thing. And then college happened. First, I went through this phase where I was like big into jazz. Like I liked um, jazz covers of other songs. I was even part of the mm-hmm. jazz ensemble playing bass on at the college that I was going to. And it, oh, wow. it was fun. But I had a couple of friends who were more into like Motorhead and Metallica and Megadeth and all this other, all these other like harder bands. So I started with Slipknot and this, and that grew into um, the astronomical list of metal bands that I enjoy. Like I, I still cannot slap the bass to this day. Slap it to the bass, man. I do not slap it the bass. I, I finger pick it. I finger the hell out of it. <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> what? If you spend any amount of time in the military, you end up listening to some pretty heavy shit. Like, um, Five Finger Death Punch was first starting to become a thing. Then a friend of mine actually introduced me to Amonomarth, a uh, melodic death metal band. You'd appreciate this, George. I, I read a, a review the other day for Thor Love and Thunder, and it said, quote, my review for Thor Love and Thunder, no Amonimarth. I did. I skipped it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, Amonimarth kind of paved my way through like the heavier side of metal to where you start getting mm-hmm. into those guttural screams and growls and all that shit in the army i also unfortunately became a fan of country music i remember yeah we we don't we don't talk about country george (laughs) (laughs) i've had a wild ride musically got out of the army i was still you know redneck george whatever that's where the whole beer money thing came from and it's different now though it, it's different now it's very different that was about the decline of pop music into this like brainless fucking amoeba thing that tries to devour the brain cells of the youth today <laughs> like yeah. i just i i could not handle that so i i went back and i started delving deeper into the metal world which is where I came across like deathcore, metalcore, all the stuff that I love today. My first intro to that was actually it was um, "Thy Art Is Murder." That's 
song the song uh rain of darkness has has been like at the top of my list for as long as i can remember that is still in the playlist where you added that to it and that comes on frequently for some reason because it's just that good (laughs) do you think um that metal obviously metal has an energy to it but do you think (laughs) it has a a a (laughs) do you think it has a style to it i don't want to say style like a rhythm that people don't really understand or try to because the energy might be a little too high for them uh actually yes uh, a lot of metalheads are um mischaracterized as being these like aggressive angsty just always angry kind of people yeah and a lot of their songs a lot of the songs are like people are thinking just because the the vocalist is screaming into a mic that there's no message behind it they're just screaming about being brutal and killing people in the most brutal fashion that's not all metal like yes there are bands out there that do that however there there are many metalcore bands out there and even deathcore bands out there that do have positive messages behind them one of those being uh, there's a band called Make Them Suffer. Mm-hmm. You don't really realize what the song is about until a certain part, but it's um, the song is called I think it's Hollowed Heart, the one that I'm thinking of. And there's a part you don't really know what they're they're saying, what they're saying, like what their message is or anything like that, until right before the breakdown. There's like this kind of ambient musical swell. And the guy screams over it, fucking coward, that's somebody's daughter. And that is kind of drawing attention to the actual meaning behind the song, which is about a woman who was abused. Mm-hmm. And how, you know, there's nothing okay with that. Yeah, there, there's depth to that, to that message and to that song that you don't really get because you, you just hear you hear either the vocals and people don't want to translate it and and the high energy of the of the music the instruments and stuff and and you don't um yeah people people get turned off and and they don't want to see the message behind it and they- right and there's also the the point of um some people who don't like it just see it as a bunch of noise or nothing makes sense or it's too chaotic. And I can understand that it is a very chaotic style of music, screaming leads and all that stuff. It's, but just like, just like pop music, hip hop or regular rock, you know, that can put somebody into a certain vibe. Right. Or, or Mm -hmm. like, like I went to see a band called pigeons playing with ping pong or pigeons playing ping pong something like that and a lot of their music was just fucking them jamming out on stage playing psychedelic instrumentals and stuff and that's a vibe to it but i think from you getting me into metal which fully set me off into me truly liking everything now Mm -hmm. there's a there's a um there's a vibe to it just like those other songs that I think certain people, you know, 
it, everyone's into their thing and and i think that you show with your band the eyeless that you guys are telling stories and you guys want to be creative almost like um like a coheed or or like uh you know like a comic book or or you know mm-hmm. a, a your storytelling with the music that you like you're putting a vibe uh and energy to the storytelling yeah and a lot of people don't really see that like they just see it as you know people are just like pissed off and want to scream at stuff and blah 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 um, which trust me if if i'm going to one of those um destruction uh therapy places where you get to destroy stuff which we got to do sometime me and you yes yes we do I, i'm totally putting on unleash the archer uh, archer um archers unleash the archers thank you i screwed up with my words and <laughs> you know shit like that like i'm going to listen to that while i'm you know smashing something because it's a vibe it's an energy and it does give off that in a way but there's also a vibe where like you're saying you know it's not just always that because there's a message behind it that's kind of all storytelling um Mm -hmm. trap is the song trap to me it's about you know life getting you down and uh outside force just forward um break out escape from whatever it is i mean it, if anything it's more like a nod towards um, um how, how shitty people are to each other how literally mm-hmm. everything en- ends up as it could even be something as simple as how do you pronounce gif is it gif or is it jif <laughs> And that just becomes this whole like vendetta of this guy of somebody who swears up and down that it's pronounced Jeff and everybody is saying he's wrong. And he's just like, no, fuck you. I'm going to kick your ass because that's not the right way. And all this, all that stuff, like everything has to be a giant fucking argument. Yeah. That song kind of alludes to that. It's not as like, obvious or anything because really i just had fun writing it but after that we have uh down in flames and that's that's where the storytelling kind of stops like because with our seventh song which i don't want to give away too much because it's it is still a work in progress we did perform it this past uh richmond show which was saturday and sometimes that's the best time to try things is in front of people and see what kind of feedback you get from the crowd. You know, you doing things live, doing things in front of people sometimes is the best way to get, uh, especially in music or like when, when I was in wrestling, you know, that that's the best way to learn and, and develop. But it's a song called This Is War. So y'all keep your ears to the grounds. We'll have that one out to you as soon as, as soon as we're done recording the other ones. So we do have meaning behind our song. It's not solely for the purpose of telling a story. It, mm-hmm. It's think of it kind of like um, what's a good example? The Animaniacs. How they have this like 
seemingly nonsensical story, but there's a moral of that story. Like there's, there's a lesson to be learned in that, in the monotony that just occurred on the screen. Like old Star Trek. Like there's an episode, you know, it's got all this cool sci-fi, there's aliens, they're on they're in space, but then there's a, there's a metaphor to that, to what you're watching. You don't just have story. You also have depth to all the stuff you're putting out. Yes, and there there's something something to be learned from these stories. Well, the band is called The Eyeless, and you can if you wanted to spell it for him again, George. It is E Y L I S. You guys are on Facebook. You do a lot of updates on Facebook. You guys post shows and and uh you know you guys also have been posting videos on there and and you guys do live recordings of when you guys are practicing so you would want to engage with people and and create a sense of community on the page and like you said we guys been playing shows in richmond virginia norfolk uh virginia beach and you guys have been all over locally here so um is there anything you wanted to say or, or leave us with that um, that's, you know, like up and coming the, or? Well, to all the fans out there, first of all, if y'all know any bass players who might be interested in a metalcore band, please hit up the iList Facebook page. We are, we're actually actively looking for a bass player. Um, we've, we've had a pretty shitty luck with all that. Other than that, uh, my departing remarks are uh, stay tuned. There's a lot more shit coming down the pipe. Make sure you check out the Eyeless on Facebook and and YouTube. Uh, They're going to be posting some of this stuff, especially this first song here on there soon. And they're going to be making videos and um, you can engage with them on Facebook. And if you ask, they'll also send you a nice little sticker which I have one on my car, so uh, you can and definitely we have get some hundreds. Of they have bazillion of stickers. You want a sticker? We got thank you, fam. Th- thank you, George, for coming on the podcast. And I know we didn't get a chance to talk with everyone in the band, and and maybe we can do that soon. And I can meet everybody. Uh, our schedules just didn't really align, and um, work you know got in the way and all that but at least i got to talk to you on here and and find out some things that i didn't even know about you and i've been your friend for 18 years so i'm a private person what can i say but yes thank you for having me um we will definitely have to um get together with the entire band so we can uh, pick everybody else's brain and we'll we'll uh We'll, we'll definitely, definitely have to set that up. Yeah, and get more. Uh, figure out how what, what how people, you know, not only got into metal but their musical background and you know their perspective on, you know, what they're playing. It's all about uh, you know learning about each other and coming together. So, anything for my anything for my friends. Absolutely. This is Breakout by The Eyeless. Check them out on YouTube and Facebook.